Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. This is the conversation I had a little bit earlier this morning with Dr. Rifat al Alarir. You may have heard him previously if you're a long-time listener. I think the last time he joined us was after another escalation in Gaza in 2021. Rifat is well known internationally. He's written for the New York Times, the LA Times, and he's been seen several times on the Democracy Now! Uh, and it was good to catch up with him. And we discussed what happened at the Al-Hilal Baptist Hospital last night. So just to give you a content warning, uh, Rifa does discuss what the situation is like in Gaza this morning. If you have been listening to us, you'll realise we are completely independent. We have no ads, we have no sponsors. We try to platform voices of people who are there, eyewitnesses to events. And the only way we can keep doing that is if some of you put your hands in your pocket and click on the link at the top of the podcast you're listening to right now. It says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. Use those 30 seconds that'll take you to join us. It is the easiest bit of activism you can do. The few quid from you helps carve out that space that we need to continue to have the conversations like the one you're about to listen to. There's also a ton of additional content, including over 1,400 of our entire back catalogue of all our podcasts, be they Echo Chamber, Reboot Republic, Glow West, Police, Shrapnel, Conversate Trans, there's, there's, there's lots of them there. And that's some that we've just recorded in the last 24 hours, including a conversation with economist Grace Blakely in the UK and Green Party councillor Hazel Chu. All of those are available on patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. And you don't have to listen to me beg. So think of it as the gift you can give yourself. Thanks for listening. Thanks for support. Thanks for sharing. I'm shutting up now. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and we are back covering events in Gaza after what can only be described as one of the most horrific, horrific, tragic events in in, in human history where we've watched, witnessed the deaths, the murder of hundreds of people in the Baptist Hospital in, in Gaza. Um, I am joined on the line by um, Dr. Rifa Alarir. R- listeners would have heard from Rifa the last time we spoke was around 2021, I think, after he'd written a very interesting piece for the New York Times, who uh, who subsequently went on to call Rifa contentious because he is outspoken on social media and he very much advocates for the rights of the Palestinian people and his, and his friends. Rifa, it, thank you for coming on to the podcast. It's great to hear your voice. How are you? Thank you very much. It's always also great to hear from you. Uh, we're fine. This is a very tough question. How are you? Fine. In reality, nobody is fine. We're we're struggling. We're being bombarded, like you explained briefly. Nobody is safe in Gaza. No place is safe in uh, in Gaza. But we're doing our best to remain steadfast, as Palestinians have always done. Um, in terms of what happened yesterday, we've now see this old phrase, and I don't like it, the fog of war, where, you know, um, we've seen deleted tweets from the official Israeli account. We've seen deleted tweets from mm-hmm. a spokesperson for the, from the Netanyahu government. We've seen timestamps removed yeah. from videos. And now, in the last yeah. few hours, Joe Biden has arrived in Israel, and, and I quote, has said... It appears the other team did what happened at the hospital. I mean, first of all, his language, the other team, is kind of disgusting. He's, you know, like yeah. this, this is not a... a, yeah. a, a, a yeah. Yeah. Um, but what do, you, what do you think, feel personally, as someone on the ground in relation to specifically what happened? Thank you very much. I don't want to be too harsh on Biden because he's originally Irish, uh, Tony. Yeah. But what, what he said he is, is dehumanizing. 
And I, I tweeted on Twitter saying that I have evidence that Biden cannot see. He already saw, said he saw video uh, of, of uh, children uh, beheaded, but there was no such video anyway. As Palestinians on the ground, thank you very much for asking me this question, because this is what is always missing from the mainstream media. Palestinians witnessing the firsthand massacres that Israel is committing. The, as Palestinians, we heard the, the bomb, the sound, the impact, the whistle that strike made is 100 percent an Israeli, an Israeli airstrike. We have been exposed to hundreds of these missiles, sometimes every night, and we can tell that this is an Israeli uh, uh, missile. Uh, uh, homemade missiles in, in, in Gaza, from Gaza, do not cause one, one percent of the damage and the casualties that this uh, did. And yeah, the Israeli narrative changed, creating, muddying the, the water, fog of war, so people can uh, uh, confuse who did it, and then that, that's it. And Israel continues to make, to commit more uh, war, war crimes. Uh, the, the way uh, Israel is reacting now is similar to the way it reacted with Shirin Abu Akla, for example, and other massacres like Razan and Najjar. Uh, we don't know what's going on. Oh, no, we didn't do it. Oh, it was Hamas. No, it wasn't Hamas. It was an Islamic Jihad. And then some Israeli official says, uh, we, Israel doesn't bomb hospitals, but if this is an Israeli strike, we didn't mean to strike the, uh, the, uh, the, the hospital. This is classical and typical of Israel to deny uh, massacres and to continue killing more and more Palestinians. Just last night, Israel bombarded the only uh, uh, bakery in, in Nusayrat refugee camp, killing people, killing the workers inside, committed other crimes soon after this uh, massive, unprecedented uh, crimes that claimed the lives of hundreds of Palestinians. And Rifa, just on the um, like the long history of this, because obviously, as I said, we've we've spoken before. I've spoken to several people on the ground in Gaza, but I recall only last August when Israel struck the Jabalaya uh, refugee camp and and killed five children, and they were very quick to say and put up videos that showed uh, allegedly that you know it was a Hamas rocket had misfired, it was a PIJ rocket that had misfired, and it was like I think it was ten days later when they came out with the official report and said no, we did it was a mistake. And but at that stage, the lie had muddied the water so much that people had moved on, and everybody had just you know moved on to the the next escalation when it was coming. So the idea that the IDF are somehow um, a reliable source for this is is quite you know media. It is shameful. But even I think it was the CNN and even the BBC and uh, sorry and also MSNBC. Uh, their their uh, correspondents, they were saying it's impossible for a Palestinian missile to create this impact and this damage. This must be an Israeli uh, strike. And there were many videos on, on Twitter showing the impact of a Palestinian homemade primitive missile, the sound it makes, the tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one, one, one person was saying, uh, Tony, that if Palestinians have five of these missiles, they could have liberated Palestine by now. Yeah, it, look, I mean, I, obviously, all loss of life is is abhorrent. I, we don't want to see anybody losing their lives, but it is it is it is terrible that we're after spending the first six minutes talking about the blame game instead of yeah. the actual fact. This is that, what Israel wants. Yeah, this is I, what Israel wants. This is their their uh, their, their uh, favorite game, like uh, push for a lie and let them defend themselves. That's why we should always be on 
uh, on, on the offense rather than the defense speaking about the, the crimes, not only the massacre that happened yesterday, but all the non-stop crimes, the bombings, the, the, the besiege, the starvation that is going to happen, that is already happening in Gaza. I, I, w- I would like to see Israel come out with their with and immediately publish any satellite imagery they have because no doubt they they're supposed to have it and and I would like to see that and and they, uh, I, Tony, I, I think yeah. even that is also it's it's easy easily doctored. I know. They, they already I know. Published, not, not sure if you saw this. There's a a, a video conversation that intercepting a call between Hamas uh, Hamas members. The the accent is funny. Imagine some has never. horrible atrocious way so the, the first thing for us as Palestinians, this is not a palestinian accent this is not a gazan accent it's easy to learn. yesterday they already posted videos from here they posted videos timestamp it wouldn't be difficult for israel to uh, to, to doctor uh, I, 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 accept, I accept that, Rifa, because we know now we live in an age where we can't even trust uh, the, the, the videos that were being seen. And, and yesterday there were videos put up that were that were related to previous incidences and they were put up as um, true mm-hmm. accounts, I would say, linked to um, the, the Israeli government. I, I want to ask, um, you mentioned the real, uh, some of the issues there. Food, water and electricity. You are a father, I think, of six children? Um, yes. Yeah. What we is have it? we have this Irish, you know, Irish <laughs> sense of having many kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, how have you? How are first of all? How are the kids? And how are you? How are you surviving on such limited? It's very difficult. Yeah. Please yeah. tell. Can you tell so me a little bit about it? If you we're don't hosting mind. other families as well. Uh, we're hosting families and other kids because uh, hundreds of thousands of people were forced out of there. We. We live so every Palestinian household is currently how, uh, housing and and hosting two or three other uh, families, mainly kids, and it's it, it's extremely difficult in terms of of food. Without electricity, we don't have water. With, without fuel, we can't turn on the generators. We can't have fresh water, and we are strictly and extremely rationing. We try to consume. Uh, no more than one quarter of what we consume normally. And imagine this, telling your kid today you're going to have a quarter of an egg rather than an egg for, for mm. breakfast because we need this to last uh, to last longer. And I'm talking, uh, Tony, I'm personally uh, financially okay. I can afford uh, to buy stuff. Imagine the hundreds of thousands of Palestinians who had to leave their homes and their money and their everything uh, back home. Imagine the hundreds, hundreds of thousands who can't afford to live day to day. We speak about the farmers. We speak about uh, workers who bring the food. But if they don't work, but but obviously, Rifat, you you have to understand that like no loss of life is 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 appropriate and uh, like it's. But uh, so so, you know, people should be reunited with their families as soon as possible. People should be given dig- dignity and when and and in this situation, I like we're at this. You know, obviously history did not begin on October October seventh, but there has to be there has to be a, a wisdom to knowing that. Like how many how many people innocent people more innocent people have to die for for this to to call a halt to and ha- and Hamas and Hamas can do something about this. 
the can. Yeah. Uh, Uh, has been under occupation for all these decades to uh, uh, to, to do. I think with the, the Irish people, they have something similar to this. There is oppression, there is injustice, but also here we have again something similar to the beginnings of the Irish famine here, where uh, Israel is is besieging us, preventing food and imports, and preventing even even farmers from reaching. I I went out yesterday, two days ago, and bought a couple of chickens. And the guy said, uh, going to the farm to bring chicken to sell to people to eat is as dangerous as firing rockets. I said, why? He said, because Israel targets us. There are people who died selling uh, street vendors just for being a street vendor, sometimes uh, targeted because Israel is cutting all lifelines to, to Gaza. So this is the, the major, the real loss of life that Israel is systematically supported by the UK, France, Germany, Italy even sadly, and America uh, is doing that, has to stop so that all other reactions from Palestinians can and, stop. Rifa, when you say you go out, what is the situation like when you when you look around? What does the what does I I, I spoke to Loe El Bassani, the the NASA engineer and he spoke about his parents being trapped in the clinic. But there's also people re- giving reports of, you know, the smell of death in the air or the smell of bombs. What is it like when you go out around now currently in Gaza? It's, number one, it's extremely difficult and uh, extremely uh, uh, dangerous to go out. Not that staying at home is, is, is safe. So what we do is we make sure not to go out except like once. Uh, a day or once every couple of days. Uh, when we go out, yes, there is the smell of death, the smell of powder, gunpowder, the smell of the destruction. When you see the roads damaged, when you see the buildings damaged, I took pictures of a hospital, an eye hospital nearby. Uh, it, it's de- destroyed and all the buildings are destroyed around it and the buildings nearby are, are damaged, some of them beyond, beyond, beyond repair. We speak about uh, thousands of small businesses, of family businesses, of Palestinian startups. This is again why this is a, a, a systematic extermination. Israel does not want us to be sustainable, to sustain ourselves in in any way. And and and, and Rifa, just like so, you know, obviously I can't begin to imagine what it's like for you and your family currently. But uh, I I I will say it's the other thing that we heard today is the idea that now the Israeli government are telling people in in Gaza to move again to an even smaller piece of land, and um, and you know yeah. I said at the outset uh, you can be quite angry on social media and understandably so. I think your response was "fuck you, we're not leaving." Um, and uh, I've also spoken to people saying if we move again, you know, we will be displaced. We will become the second generation, the second Nakba. How did you feel about this idea now that well, if you move to this one tiny zone? They will allow some humanitarian aid in. What does, what message does that send to, to the people in Gaza? The first thing is that it, the place is physic, physically impossible to fit 2.3 million people. That the, the tiny strip yeah. you saw on the map, it's extremely tiny. That can barely fit uh, uh, 200 200,000 people standing. It's a very small area. The whole Gaza Strip is a very, very, very small area. So. 
This is how insane Israel is. This is how crazy Israel is. They want to squeeze. And to me and to many Palestinians, this is the concentration camp. This is putting us like, like somebody is asking me, why is it that every attack kills 30 and 40 and 50? I said, this is Israel's policy. When Israel says leave or move, it's not because Israel wants us safe. It's because Israel wants us to congregate in one tiny space, like what happened in the hospital yesterday. So one bomb, one missile can kill as many families as, as many Palestinians as, as, as possible. So yeah, it's, uh, we don't want to move because everywhere is difficult. Israel bombs people who are leaving and bombs them when they arrive to the areas. It told them yesterday there was a report. Israel killing six people and injuring men who are sheltering in UN schools. If the UN schools are not safe, then nobody, no place is safe. But Tony, there is a very strong conviction here that many people have. We don't want to leave because we don't want to, uh, to, 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 to allow Israel to cause another Nakba, another displacement of, of Palestinians. Because from our experience, when Palestinians are forced to leave by Israel, they are never allowed to go back. So we don't want this to be repeated. We want to stand our ground. And this is what probably you saw people taking to the street despite the bombings, protesting, saying we're not leaving, this is our land, we're staying here. I, 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 I accept that and I've seen it. Like I, I, I did speak to someone else and they said they would not become a refugee in their own home for the second time. And I, I can understand that sentiment entirely. Uh, I just want the killing to stop in terms of hope in terms of hope for this finishing do you have any and what do you think it, it might look like mm, i think it's it's bleak and again i have to say this again it's bleak and dark because uh, like even when israel committed the massacre at ahli baptist uh, hospital last night i thought that it would you know calm down at least but the bombing bombings never stopped it continued bombing until this very moment, massacres after massacres after massacres. I think Israel has the green light from uh, uh, European countries. England is sending weapons. America is sending warships. And Biden is landing already in Occupy Palestine. Like with all this support, Israel believes that it has a free hand to kill and massacre as many thousands of Palestinians as, as, as uh, possible. My only hope is in the public pl pressure in the support of the free people and people who believe, like you just said, we don't want one loss of life anymore. This can end, the occupation can easily end. But Israel and the Israeli politicians understand well that killing Palestinians and massacring them is the only way for many of them to be elected in office. There was a, a poll uh, in 2014, like, 95 Israelis supporting the massacres in Gaza. I, 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 I know, Barifa, but they'll say is? back to you that 71% of the people in, in Gaza support Hamas. Uh, of course, but not, uh, number one, uh, as Palestinians, there's no moral equivalency at all between the occupied and the occupiers. There is no comparison at all because uh, uh, Palestinians have the right by international law to defend defend themselves. The attacks from Palestinian resistance mostly attack uh, come at, at Israeli military uh, posts uh, at, against Palestinian, against settlers who are armed and dangerous and attacking uh, Palestinians. What's happening here is that as Palestinians, we have the right to defend ourselves 
not just because we need to defend ourselves, because we need to defend our own existence. We need to defend the way uh, the way the, we need to to you know uh, be free, be independent, and that's not much. We're not defend fighting because we need to fight. We love to fight. If we are free. If Palestine is not occupied anymore, if the occupation ends, this is going to uh, uh, to end all resistance. So this is a cause and effect yeah. relation. I, I, I actually, I, it's something I think about a lot, the idea that we should be ending these conflicts on the basis that we work towards um, as living in what we're supposed to be in Ireland, a post-conflict society 25 years after what we had the Good Friday Agreement. We've still we've still much yeah. much further to travel in terms of truth and reconciliation and you know dealing with some of the the tr- atrocities that happened on this island we have we haven't had full accountability or full disclosure on some of those things yet you know the the killing stopped the fighting has for the most part stopped it's it certainly de-escalated a lot but without the right to dignity the right without the right to actually do this people will naturally continue to show resistance because that's the human condition. Exactly. That's a, a cat would re- resist the way uh, if, if it is harmed or attacked or its kittens are harmed or attacked. So it's, it, taking this, always pointing a finger at Palestinians is again, I like to say this, starting a story from being and ignoring altogether, ignoring what happened in uh, before uh, before this, the decades and decades of uh, Israeli occupation and European. Do, do you think, though, that in the in the global sense that you said you need to count on the public opinion, you need to count on free voices? I am. Um, you know, like a simple thing, I want to see Ireland, by the way, passed all the legislation to recognize Palestine as a state in 2014, but we never enacted it. But a simple, so it would be, so we have the. You know, the laws are written. All we need to do is, is put them in force. S- simple things like that. Would they make the difference? Snowballs. Like, uh, for example, when a, a, a protest takes place in, in one European city, like uh, three, like on Saturday, for example, it, it grows, it snowballs, and more and more people join uh, the protest. And these... Protest, and I think the Labour Party, for example, was reconsidering, was in an emergency meeting to reconsider some of its uh, genocidal uh, positions. Uh, not uh, Keir Starmer and well, what's the other guy saying? David Lammy. Yeah, yeah, David Lammy saying that 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 he, he didn't want to condemn it in case he became foreign secretary, and then didn't condemn it. It was crazy and stuff also he was saying. Very despicable, and also very dehumanizing. Uh, and also in making up stories for Israel, saying uh, that somebody, because there, there were fake stories about the rapes, and fake stories about the beheaded kids, and he was like raping kids. He said, this man must be either dumb or wants to create more stories so that Israel can like him even, even more. So with the pressure, with the Labour Party realizing that hundreds of thousands of Muslims will not be voting Labour, especially in swing areas, this can put a little bit of pressure on them and hopefully can result in some in some sort of pressure on, on Israel to, to end the aggression and the massacre. Mm. Um, Rifa, if I, if I was to ask you one final question, it would be, uh, and, and again, everybody tells me continually, obviously nowhere is safe, but 
do you said things look bleak and look dark do you hold out some hope that the invasion will not happen now based on what happened in in the al hilal um baptist uh, baptist um hospital yesterday or do you think they will still come in i think israel wants to repair its damage uh, and they will want to enter Gaza, even if partially, to prove that we are the mighty, invincible army and we are back in Gaza again. Hopefully this doesn't happen. If, if, if a complete invasion of Gaza happens, we speak about, like Israeli officials said, we speak about collateral damage of hundreds of thousands. So this is going to be bloodbath where Israel drops bombs on Palestinians and kills them in tens of thousands. If they enter partially, and again, hope this doesn't happen, we speak about 20,000 Palestinians killed. And if it ends now, or it ends in a couple of weeks, or next week with Israel only bombing Palestinians from the sky, we also speak about 10,000 Palestinians, hopefully not, God forbid. But this is what Israel, it's it's extracting revenge from innocent people sleeping. 90% of people who were killed are people sleeping in their in their own homes, not fighters, men, women, and children? And this is this is the, the crazy uh, uh, systematic genocidal practice that Israel uh, uh, is, is is doing. And at the same time, this is the very I, I... these are the very soldiers who ran away. They literally ran away from young Palestinian fighters. So why don't you come face to face sometimes? You know, but in a fair game. They wouldn't do, do do this. So I'm hoping that at least there won't be land invasion and that there will be pressure that within this week, maximum early next week, uh, everything uh, uh, ends, where negotiations about the release of uh, Palestinians and Israelis can, can commence. And can I just say that I'm assuming they're the, the sound of, of all day of the drones yeah. that we're hearing in the yeah, background yeah, that's currently. The... Yeah, the... the that the drones that you hear all the and I, I know I said that was my last question, but I've only I've one more and it's a bit more personal to you. Has your university been destroyed? I've seen p- pictures and images yeah. of, of the university where you where you it, taught students. It looks like it has been uh, yeah, destroyed. Uh, we speak about uh, the reports were uh, saying like four universities were severely damaged, uh, but the the one that uh, sustained the most damage is the Islamic University, uh, where I I teach. We speak about. 1,500 jobs lost. We speak about 20,000 students, BA, MA, and PhD students, losing their classes, their uh, their chance of uh, fi- finishing their degrees and finding a job. Complete insanity, complete insanity, and uh, systematic uh, extermination of Palestinians, uh, sources of sustainability. Rifa, look, I'm 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 glad we got to have this conversation. I hope listeners um, get a better sense of what things are like there on the ground. I I hope you're I hope you are keeping as well as can be, and and the children are are okay. I know that's an impossibility. Uh, I would say to people, go back and you know read some of Rifa's all, um, pieces. He's written some powerful pieces that have been published, as I said, in the likes of the New York Times and that, and uh, and and do check him out on Twitter. He he's. Uh, I would say, how do you put it, Rifa? Would we say justifiably angry? I am. Uh, thank you. Just- I, uh, I can. Thank you. No problem. Um, look, we'll leave it there, folks. We will continue to cover these events as, as, as they unfold. We hope for peace. We hope for an end to the killing. We hope for 
dignity and an end of the blockade because that's the only way this will will end is, is if people are allowed to live a life with dignity and with hope that they can do more so please 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 raise your voices call on your politicians call on your groups and get out on Saturday again in, in, in Dublin and across Ireland we're going to assemble again I think it's one o'clock at the Garden of Remembrance is the assembly time uh, where people will be getting together to show solidarity to lift the blockade and end the senseless violence talk to you all very very soon take care Bye-bye.